This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Psalm 34 verse 7, we read it last week. The Bible says, angels of the Lord and come round them that fear him. For what purpose? Let's say it together. One more time. It's as if you change the volume of my mic. Can you please give me more volume, please? Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you with me? They come round to deliver. I want to talk about how to increase angelic activities in your life. How to multiply the resolve that angels are bringing. Or how to cooperate with the host of heaven to increase their number and their participation in your affairs. Hallelujah. There is something we can do that can increase or reduce how angels are functioning in your life. You can cooperate with them and you can frustrate their efforts. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We started last week by talking about angels, just introduction. I want to take it a step further. They come around us to deliver us, but at times they might not. Because of certain reasons. God bless you, can have your seats. Remember. <laughs> first service was awesome and the anointing is still very strong here yeah? Jesus said when they came to arrest him is it Matthew 26 53 or so he said don't you think I can pray my father and he will send a legion or 12 legions let's read because I just want to show you a point from there Thinkest thou not that I can pray my father and he will presently give me more than 12 legions of angels. If a legion is 6,000, that is more than 72,000 angels. Jesus said, I can ask my father and he can give you that number. Why? Part time. Part time. Angels, so let me start this way. Every family has an angel in charge of the family. And then every family has a demonic spirit assigned to the family. Satan also has his division, which we have read in the Bible. There are his own oaths, his own angels. The Bible says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against power, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against wicked spirits that are in the heavenly. So Satan has his own army well organized. And there are little, little demons who receive instruction from stronger demons, who receive instruction from yet stronger demons. I think in all these classes listed in Ephesians 6.12, the most powerful are the wicked spirits in heavenly places. Those ones are not on earth. 
they dwell. Probably the prince of Persia that Daniel, that angel Gabriel encountered in the Bible must be in the class of the prince of Persia. Gabriel was an archangel, but a demon withstood him for 21 days and he had to send for backup. This morning, I want to explain part of the message we explain why some people have battles upon battles and they seem not to overcome. Listen to me. You might have heard of missionaries before going to preach in a village and they are both capsized and they all died. It has happened before. You might have even seen certain native doctors successfully attacking certain Christians. You see, it ought not to be so. But there are many things that ought not to be so that happen at times. And the Bible has an explanation. All I'm saying is not all there is to the explanation. But I just want to show you something this morning that you need to be conscious of. If Jesus said, I can ask for 72,000, that means at times, angels can multiply around you and at times they can reduce. Where this message will end this morning, briefly, is that you are going to pray for reinforcements. You are going to pray that God will increase the number of angels working with you Listen to me very well. Let's go straight to the point that if Gabriel had to call for backup at certain points, if Gabriel had to call, there might be need that some errands were running. And this is how you will know. By the time the battles of your life is from one battle to another and you don't seem to have enough breakthrough, it means that there are probably more demons, you need more, you need reinforcement of angels. Then come round to deliver. Remember, we started from there. So Jesus said, I can pray. So everyone has an angel. Jesus said in Matthew 18, I think verse 10, talking about children, he said their angels are always beholding the face of God. It looks like among all the classes of angels, Angels that watch over children are the only ones that have the audacity to look at God. Seraphim covered their faces, Isaiah chapter 6. But the Jesus categorically said that, don't despise any of this little one. For I said that in heaven, their angels do always, not even once in a while, behold the face of my father. Other class of angels can that they bow before him and they cover their eyes. But Jesus said, this one. And you know what? The father you grow up does not mean your angel lives. So our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the master over every subject matter, said that everyone, when you come into a, in the world, there is an angel, and that angel has access to the throne of God. That is why babies are specially protected. They cannot defend themselves. They cannot say what is wrong with them at times. But God has a way of protecting children because there are special messengers assigned. And as you grow, there might be change of guards many times based on the assignment God is giving you and the decisions you are taking in your life. Now, when you see, like, as we're about to enter the promised land, in Joshua chapter 5, they got to the edge of the promised land and Joshua saw an angel standing. Remember where we started from last week? I told you class of angel mentioned in the Bible. There are many anti-scriptural teachings, but it's better we stay with the scripture. So I showed you from the word of God, classes mentioned in the Bible. There might be more, but that is what God wants us to know about angels. 
And the Bible is more than enough. Are you with me? Yeah, okay. So the angel stood and Joshua went to meet her and said, are you for us or for our enemy? Joshua, Joshua chapter 5. And he said, none of the above. I'm not part of your army. I'm not for the enemy. He said, I am sent as the commander of the Lord hosts. Now, what that angel was saying, if Daniel, if we were to open uh, Joshua's eyes more, he will see that behind that one angel were many other angels. He called himself captain of the host. That means I represent thousands upon thousands of other angels that are working under me. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So, um, many times, because of things people dabble into, and because of absence of the light of the word of God, a family can sink so much in darkness that the presence of demons and they are so multiplied that angelic intervention sometimes can be difficult. There are no meaningless details in the Bible. What happened between the prince of Persia and Gabriel? The Lord is letting us, giving us a little peep into what happens over there. That do not think that the realm of the spirit is not that sophisticated. There are times there are hosts of hell that are injuring certain angels and that accept, why not Michael? Gabriel could have said, you know, I've heard some people talk, they talk with arrogance. One angel, so why didn't Gabriel just say that alone, I'll finish these guys. Did the Bible say call for backup? Yes. That means there are situations where there might be need for reinforcements. And it, is, it happens when you pray. Jesus said that because I want to go to the cross, I will not pray for 72,000 angels because I have come to die. But you haven't come to die. So in some situations, you might need to pray for the enforcement. Are you with me? But there is a scripture that shows this more. That sometimes the activities can be much or less. Some don't need reinforcement of more angels. You need an angel with higher authority. <laughs> when this message is played, there are those who will come on Facebook. I want to argue. That's why I should. You argue with the Bible, not with me. I'm not sharing my opinion. I'm sharing what is in the Word of God. The Bible said that Michael, the archangel, Jude chapter one, over the dead body of Moses. Have you read that before? Lucifer showed up and there was a contention over the body of Moses. Again, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, the book of Daniel and the book of Jude showing that in the realm of the spirit, there are contentions at times. Because Lucifer's time is yet to come. Michael did not fight him directly, but Michael said, the Lord rebuke you. But the Bible is showing that we don't know what was it with the dead body of Moses. Maybe God told Michael, God, nobody knew where Moses died. God didn't let them know. So there was something Everyone wanted to retreat about the body. I don't know. But the Bible is letting us into something that mortal men might have not known except by the scripture. That Michael was sent to go and get the body of Moses. And when he got there, Lucifer began to contend with him. And Michael said, the Lord rebuke you. So again, that is to buttress the fact that there are contentions. But how many? Now the story that shows this more. It's the story of a man in the Bible that you know very well called Elisha, who received double portion from Elijah. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 16, precisely, when they were surrounded, and this is what determines whether you win or not when you are surrounded. Many people have quoted this wrongly. It is better you quote the Bible the way it is written. 
Now, Elijah said, servants saw a host around them and he was intimidated. Now, Elisha said to the servants, look at the construction of the world. Fear not. Everybody read the next thing together. And more. Did he say that I'll be with us are more than them? That is the way many people quote that scripture. No, he said, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. You see, for every physical attack you see, every physical opposition you see, there is they that be with you to defend you. But there is they that be with the people attacking you. Situations. Sometimes, when we command spirits to go, cancer disappears. Everything is sustained by something. They that be with them. He said, they that, he God opened his eyes, he saw a host. And he said that, I can see, we outnumber them. How many are they that be with you? So, is it possible that there can be a time where they that be with us are not as many as they that be with them? That happens when you go to places where the Lord has not told you to go to. Some of the villages that I mentioned that where missionaries died, many of them went out of zeal. We must read this place and they died. But when the time came for God to read that place and he sent some people, they went there with this and converted the entire city in one day. There are certain things that you don't touch until God says it's time. It is true. There are sickness in the spirit. Zeal alone can lead to trouble. It is good to be zealous, but do not despise the leading of the spirit. Paul wanted to preach in the city and the spirit said to them that no. Acts chapter 14, chapter 10. That the spirit said two cities they attempted and the spirit told them that don't preach here. Why did Paul say the gospel is for everybody? So I see the way some young men talk about it. I mean, some people are just, I don't know, this is the Bible. No, listen to me. There are truths, there are things, even though they are right to do, but you should not until the Spirit gives you liberty. It is true. When that girl with the Spirit was crying after Paul, didn't Jesus say, My name, cast out devil? This time shall follow them that believe. Mark 16, 17. In my name shall cast out devils. But you see, that girl followed Paul, Acts 16, for many days. Until Paul was grieved in the spirit. He was waiting for the unction of the moment. To deal with that spirit. And he only needed to say one word, come out. And the spirit left. At times, you have to wait for the unction of the moment to address certain things. But from that word, I did that be with us. Can we check from time to time? So what affects they that be with us? Exodus 23, let's start from verse 19. I'm almost saying, I just want to call your attention to one thing. Hallelujah. The first of the first fruit of thy land, thou shalt bring into the house of God. was giving a lot of instructions. Verse 20. Behold, this is where I'm going. I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and bring thee to the place which I have prepared. God said to the children of Israel, I send an angel. That means the entire family of the Israelis, of the, the Jewish people that Abraham said, who left Egypt. As they were joining the wilderness, there was a particular angel, definitely with other angels under him, but there was a particular captain that was guiding them. 
Daniel 12 says in the last day, Daniel, your prince. That, uh, Michael. Michael seems to be the angel responsible for the nation of Israel till now. That's the assignment. Now, the Lord said, I sent my angel. But God said something. This is what I want to share with us. He will keep you. He will bring you to the place I prepared. He understands my protocols. But next verse. Beware of him. Obey his voice. And do not provoke him. Why? He will not pardon your transgression. What I started with in first service. The realm of the spirit is a very unforgiving realm. Except you go by the revelation of the mercy of Christ by his blood. Now, why did God say this? He told them that if you provoke this guy, if you provoke this guy, he will actually turn to become an enemy to you. Are people provoking angels working with them? Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 6. I want to show you something there. Hallelujah. Suffer. Everybody read it together. One, two, go. No, we can do better. One, two. What's the next word there? What's the next thing? What will happen? Ideally, your heavenly father has guided you so much that you should not experience any destruction. When you see destruction, it might be shocking to tell you that you are probably the source yourself. The Bible said that don't say before the angel that that was an error. They will not hear. And what will happen that there is a thing that you can utter and the works of your hand begin to fall apart. Because here is what happens. These guys are activated by words. Psalm 103 verse 20. This is very strong. Psalm 103 verse 20. Look at the word here. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength. I want to say this. An angel might stand in your house. He has potential. Let me just an example. He has potential for one billion to come to you. All you might get from him might not pass 700,000. Why? The Bible says they excel. Hearking to the voice. There is something coming from your mouth. If it is the word of God, it increases the energy level of the angel around you. If it is not the word of God, it causes destruction to come. And there's nothing they can do about it. How many homes are being guarded by angels of the Lord and they see what demons come in free of charge and go out? I flee the child with sickness today, poverty tomorrow, destroy the car tomorrow, accident here, this one, that one, and they are going on. They excel in strength, but they cannot demonstrate because right now, your words are weakening them. You are not speaking the word of God. And many of the things you are saying, you are now saying it's an error. That error is destroying the work of your hand. Are you aware that your angel actually listens to everything you are saying? Even when Pashallah is not there. Those who go, this is why I feel sorry for some people. Because the second part I will say is what can help you? As in the second part, that even though you are still learning this thing, there is another system in God to still take care of you. 
even if we are not yet working full night. That's why it begins to ask, do you know the meaning of coming to church? I'm coming to that in a while. I'm coming back to that worship. It's all about. Is somebody understand? Are you following what I'm saying? Now, first service, I established the fact that there are activities that they go on on that and they affect what is going on in heaven. And this one is one of that. Remember Revelation 12, 11. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. As you testify of the word of God, angels excel in strength and that strength can be so much that they totally, they totally cripple the force of darkness until we rapture. Force of darkness will be around. But you can render them totally paralyzed. So when you see Christians' spirits bubbling, they are easily receiving a word from God, direction from the Spirit. They live in hell, prosperity all around. The Spirit responds for destruction that Satan assigned to them. Is there, but is powerless, paralyzed, and just looking like Lucozade. Are you with me? Yes, sir. And that pains Satan more. Because both angels and demons will not die till the end. So there can be a spirit around your house. But all it does is to keep watching. Don't you know that's the meaning of Psalm 23? Thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemy. So they watch you enjoy the meal and there's nothing they can do about it. Yes. There are Christians. There are forces of darkness around them. All they keep seeing every day is that you are going forward higher and higher and for years there's nothing they can do about it until rapture happens there is nothing they'll be able to do about it why by the way you are influencing the strength of the angels around you they have enough strength to cripple completely based on your authority in the spirits it will determine the kind of angel you are it's also determine the kind of demonic spirit but you see remember Satan only successfully took one thought. So forever they that be with us are always more. Are you with me? He took one thought, two thoughts are still with God. And then the ones that are with God are more powerful than the ones Satan has. So when God attaches an angel to you, be sure that he has far more power and authority than the one Satan has. But you must cooperate with him that he might be able to numb that evil spirit around forever so that you exist as if that evil spirit does not exist. Till he goes back to his boss, Lucifer, to report that mission unaccomplished. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whether you are watching or not, is somebody getting what I'm saying? There is, there is what no man will do for you. And that is the part of you learning the word of God and putting it in your mouth. Men and brethren, there's no shortcuts. When a Christian does not know the Bible, you are in trouble. Yes. First service. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. I told her that the Bible said, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Psalm 107 verse 2. Let them say so that if you don't say it, even the Lord Jesus Christ, men and brethren, and this is what people don't know. Sir, can, can you be me? Thank you. This is your Bible. Eh? See, always understand that demonic spirits are rebellious and they don't... They, the fact that something is written does not mean they will obey it. Sir, didn't Lucifer know 
That scripture that Jesus quoted, that thou shalt serve the Lord thy God, him only. He said, depart from me, Satan, for it is written. Thou shalt serve the Lord. Thou shalt worship only him thou shalt serve. That Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4, the tempt top temptation. It was written long time ago. Satan knew that it was there. That he was the one to bow to God, not God to bow to him. But he still came to propose to Jesus, can you worship me? So Jesus told him what is written. That it is written, thou shalt serve. There are many things written that the enemy will go on in your life as if he does not know until you tell him. The greater deliverance is in your mouth. Not a pastor, not a prophet, it is you. That's why, ah, that song. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take by his word. Just to rest upon this. I love that last part. Just to know, does hear the Lord. Some don't know, does hear the Lord. And the spirit will pretend as if they don't know also. Ah. They keep running in the family. Pretend as if they don't know that it is written of you that you are a new creation. They keep trying to bring curses up. Pretend as if they don't know that you have been called to hear the blessing. That you are, you are now Abraham's seed. Why? And your angels too are watching. When you stand up to say, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. It was made a curse for me. So now the blessing of Abraham is upon me. The angel's energy level goes up. And the demons, demonic activity will go down. You might not see like that immediately. But I'm telling you what goes on in the spirit once you open your mouth. That is why to keep quiet as a Christian is a curse. When you drive, talk. When you walk, talk. That way, self. Dirty thoughts will not be coming to your heart. Unclean thoughts and lustful thoughts. Because when you are talking, it limits what you are thinking. Your thoughts will actually go the way of what you are saying. You are walking on the road. You are busy meditating on what somebody said about you or what somebody didn't say. When people live for those nonsense, it bothers me. I want to talk about me. Do I care about what people say? Somebody live there perpetually. I'm leaving church. Somebody said something. I don't know. Go. I just wonder what is wrong with some people. I know at the back of what they are saying, anybody said, nobody said anything. I'm, I'm in the ushering team. Somebody said this one. Oh, they said this one. They said this one. Said this one, said this one. Some don't even talk to their family members. Somebody said. Whatever you don't say before me, I don't reckon with it. They told me about what some friends said. When they called me, I didn't do as if I heard anything. And like I said on Wednesday, if I told them something serious, I will ask. I will ask. You must never deviate from the word of God. The Bible says there's an issue between you. If somebody does something, the first person you tell is that person. Once you don't, you have violated the word of God. You tell somebody else. I told the one that I was praying that the Lord just told me that that's the most violated scripture among Christians. He said, if your brother sings, they tell your brother, between the two of you alone. The Lord showed me one that everywhere I preach, everybody testify. It is the most broken word of Jesus Christ. Christian would rather tell somebody. And some are super righteous. I don't want to tell him. I'm just watching him. Jesus said, tell him. You are telling Jesus that you don't want to tell him. You know why? You want that issue to linger. Because when you tell the person, there's a possibility of the matter being solved. Why are you wicked? That you don't want to give him a chance of explaining himself and you want the situation to remain. If you are sure what the person said, why don't you ask the person, is it true that you said that I have seven wives? <laughs> like, can you show me the wife? So, 
And then let the person say, no, I said that actually, I saw in a vision with seven wives. <laughs> do you know people won't do that? It, it's, look, if you are listening to me and you are like that, you are playing into the hands of Satan, probably is beginning to attach some works of your hand with that attitude. You like to sit down in your room and sunk in the fire. Somebody said something. You will never tell them. You will never give them a chance to explain themselves. But you sit down in your bed and believe it. That they said so. They said so. Talk to the person. No, I just know what I'm doing. I'm, I won't say. I, I was just looking at her. I won't say anything. I'm not looking at her. What you are doing is anti-scripture. It has destroyed many churches and many fellowships. It has wrecked many friendships. No matter what they say, somebody, if let, tell the and let me tell you, please. If somebody comes to us and is talking about somebody else, and somebody says something, once you ask the person, sorry, can we go and meet the person? And the person says, no, tell the person to walk out. Either the person is wicked or lying about the whole thing. If you tell me that Okiki said something, um, let's say this sister now, now, she, I'm just giving an example, please. It's a very beautiful lady. Now, Okiki's wife is in charge of the children's church. It's a lawyer, she's a lawyer. You know, somebody now coming to tell Okiki that, uh, somebody now going to say that, uh, Okiki, we heard that uh, you asked her out, even though you are married. The first should be like, really? Let's go ask him. And if you had one, they said, I said something about you, okay, you know, I don't think that lady can say that. Too. But you mean she said so. Why don't you let's call and ask her? If the person said that, no, 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 don't ask her, I just felt I should tell you. The person is either wicked or lying. If all Christians in the world will start doing that, fake news will start flying around. Once people know that when they come to your house, you are going to go to the root of the matter, they will start bringing nonsense around you. You know, we all know this thing, but many of us don't practice it. It's as a human being, the, the mumu button of most human beings, that they call it, that you praise. Just that I see you are the only one I can talk to. You are the only one. They just let down their guards. Because everybody wants to feel important. Oh, I'm the only one. I'm the only one you can talk to. Please talk to me. You see that uh, Toluani, she's wicked. Ah, really? Even me, I'm beginning to discern that she's wicked. And then you... Everyone who said that thing to me, so I responded to me, I'm not the only one you can talk to, but you can say whatever you want to say. Don't worry around me, you know. Easily, I'll first of all defeat that statement. I'm not, I cannot be the only one you can talk to. However, if you want to talk, talk. And I will say that whatever you say about somebody else, if you don't want me to ask the person, then don't tell me. Because me, I will ask. Is it true that you say I heard this big? I will ask. So that we can solve the matter once and for all. I don't know if anybody's hearing me. Praise the Lord. Because you know why I say what I said now? The second point and the final point I'm about to make, it, it rests on this thing. While you are learning the word, our vocabularies, our word level are not yet the same. You have to keep digging. But some have gone ahead of you. But when you need reinforcement quickly, what do you do? There are two ways. Number one, you can pray like Jesus told us we can pray for it. Number two, God has a technology. That's why you are all here this morning. In every church, if you are part of a prayer department of a church, there is an angel in charge of that department. If you are part of a church, there is an angel in charge of that church. That angel works. Revelation chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. Jesus told the letters 
He sent it through the angel. They said the seven pastors of the church, actually, but actually, also the angels working with the pastors. The letters were addressed to them. Now, every assembly, like I showed when God called them, as an angel. That angel walks more with the set person and the leaders praying. If you are part of that family, because you are part of the responsibility of the leader, the angels watching over him are watching over you also. That was why Paul wrote to a particular church and said, you are all partakers of my grace. He called it my grace. That means all the benefits I have spiritually, because you are my son spiritual, that was what Paul was saying to that church, you are all part of it. Listen to me very well. As a Christian, you will do yourself a lot of favor being part of a church where a family that is praying and they are praying for you. Beyond the angel working for you individually, the angels working for that ministry will also be working for you. Why? Because you are part of that ministry and you are part of the assignment of the bigger angel working on behalf of the ministry. But you know what destroyed this? Everything I said just now. The same angel watching over three, 4,000 members of that church and the host of everyone watching, they are also in your house and they hear what you say. See, I have told people before, I am saying this to everybody. Once you don't trust a job, please pack your bag and go. You cannot be in a place where you attack authority and expect. I have seen a friend of mine, a friend of mine, who died physically that way. Yes. One of the pastors, because of this bitterness and fighting, I don't know why some, there's nobody in this church, including myself, that is not approachable by anybody. Children, adults, young people, they ask me questions and I answer. If I need to apologize, I openly, I have called the lady out before. We're having a Zoom meeting and I said something, uh, kind of women's group, and I said something about the fact that uh, leaders should have confidence and she was leader then and she felt that I was saying that she wasn't leading very well, you know. And she got, she didn't like it. We're having leaders meeting, 40 people present. Some of you will remember. I called that out and I said, I was so, so nice. I said on Zoom that my utterance sounded like I was saying she was incompetent. I said, please, sister, so, so come out. And I said, I am sorry. After begging her publicly, I said, my husband, they still left the church. I just told myself that before God and before men, I'm clean. It doesn't matter anything. I didn't call you names. I just said that you didn't lead well. And I called you out. I said it in private Zoom meeting. But I called out for everybody to apologize openly in this same hall. And the person walked away. Because some people, it's just inside them. Listen, when Christians begin to attack God, it's not saying, don't do this, don't do that. You begin to ask questions. That leave. Christianity is built on forgiveness. If you don't get it, forget it. It's, it's built on the greatest, the people that will offend you most are your brethren. And you have to love them. Because it takes forgiveness to live with people. When you marry and your husband or friend, also pack your bag, pack your bag and go. And is that not what you're doing some marriages today? Any small thing, you must learn to understand that people will offend you. People offend me every day, every day. But I love people too much. I don't reckon with all those things. Every time, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Jesus is still looking for a church that way. And a perfect church, it doesn't even will still not offend you. It means that what's your reaction when you people offend you? Oh, they are talking about me, so you're on your bed. I'm not even going for that meeting. 
Everybody's talking about me. Number one, everybody's talking, you are not that important. Nobody's talking, everybody, everybody cannot be talking about you. You are not Jesus Christ. So people don't even know your name there. Don't know some people come to and they mind their own business. You know, what's their business with you? That everybody's talking about you. Whatever case you mention in the church, 80% of church, they don't know about the case. That's why a pastor will be a fool, he will act foolishly. To say everybody's talking about one issue, let me go and address it. It will shock you. When you address it, then you escalate the issue. Because there's nothing everybody's talking about. People are too busy. I learned all this thing from university days. Everybody's talking about it. So, as church, I want to address Satan Dukme, God praying now, and everybody's talking about it. That's what he's asking on their side. Sorry, who is Sadukme? Who impregnated Dukme? Was it the pastor? You just created a whole. Dukme and our three friends should come and see you and let's say, oh, Dukme, who impregnated you? Among the people, maybe our family. Don't go and publicize it in the name of people are talking, let's address it. People are too busy to be concerned about what is going on. Don't you, am I right, everybody? Many of you, as you came in, there are things waiting for you at home. You are what to do tomorrow. You are, somebody are going back to your laptop after service. Kilo Kwe Kwe Ludukwe. But these are the things. How did anybody, this one, that one, and, and then you. When I see that, I just say, when we people grow up, I just let go of some things. Hallelujah. It affects the second one. If you are in the church, the same angels guiding you. The Lord said, beware. He will not pardon. And it's not a sin. Of course, fornication, obviously, they are wrong. No, no way. But, but the major thing Bible is talking about here, uh, others are included, but the major one is all trances. Either you speak doubtful words, you speak wrong words, or you speak evil of authority, or evil of another Christian. That one, they are heavy. And the angel is with him. So don't you know that God sees this church as one body? Isn't what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12? That if one member is weak, all members, and if one member is strong, you know what? If you are a part of a praying church, I'm not talking about prayer that people go and do on the internet. That's not to speak evil of people praying. It's okay. I'm not against it. Some of the people leading prayer, like Pastor Jerry has been there, some of them. So I'm not saying. But the way Ajisha is going about that, people are substituting divine order many times for what, where God expects you to pray is the church where you attend. Yes. You can also have four or five friends. They can be from different churches. They can be from, it doesn't matter, that you pray together. Once you start that, you are multiplying the angelic activities in your life. You are doing that. But the fastest way to do it is be a, a, an integral, a strong member of your church. If you are watching and you are telling a different church, I'm telling you the same thing. This is what Satan is fighting that is creating people to say, I'm not going to church. I just want to watch. I, I watch. I watch it by myself alone in the, at home. See, you don't wait for 10 years and see what happens to sort people. The most wicked of voice of darkness don't attack on time. They wait. Because when you do something wrong and you attack, you know where you are falling. But if they wait for 12 years, you can't trace it back again. Yes. Are you following me? Yes, sir. When they put the Ark of Covenant on their shoulder, God told them that everybody should wait for 1,000 cubits. 
before following them. He said, you've not passed this place before. Be careful of new trends. Because it's too short to know where to end. Some things after 20 years, we know that there is a problem. In the pharmaceutical industries of the world, I wrote a thesis on that. They understand what they call. I read they are very smart. When a new drug comes to town, they test it with animal force, and there is a period you must wait for. That monkey use the drug and nothing happened to them for one month, two months. They are not enough. I was told that corruption is entering the entire world now that the lifespan of testing is getting shorter and shorter. But in America, FDA, even in America, they are getting shorter. FDA, Food and Drug Agency, they, they, they allow you to administer the drug to animals first. Then you are supposed to wait for some years. And you are going to gather many animals. If there's no reaction with anyone, the next part, I read this and I wrote an exam on it. The next part is terrible. Once they perfected, perfected with animals, that's why poverty by every standard is evil. The next thing they will do, they come to third world country. I hope you know. Go and read on the internet. They ask for children and young people. Why? If they test on them and they die, or kulaso. In America, even if it has passed through all stages, when people use it and something happens to somebody, that company will go down. They will sue you, fold you up, and that's the end. But third world country, you die, you die for yourself. So they bring it to third world country and give it to children. They don't only come to third world country, they come to third world country, they go to areas, third world country, remote areas, villages. That's where they test it with children, young people. If it works and after some year, nothing happens to them, then that's where it comes to town. But they don't start with their country because the implication will be serious. A pregnant woman use. Have you, have you bought drug in America before? You understand what I what it, One day after eating, overeating Chinese food one time like that, my stomach was, about two of us, we went to eat Chinese somewhere in New York. Et, et, I don't know whether they gave us frog to eat that or so. Whatever it is. <laughs> and I just, I just popped in and said, sorry, do you have like Jill or something there? They asked for my medical report. I said, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, <laughs> immediately I became fine. <laughs> if you see their drug and you see the paper that will come with it, disclaimer upon disclaimer. If you use this, you can have a little headache. Because if you don't state that, somebody can use it and say that after his name was feeling dizzy and he fell down, you are going to pay. I have an interview. They didn't say that it will make me dizzy when I sat before my boss. Somebody sued the boss and the boss used the word you are fired. I said, I'm saying that you are time, your appointment is terminated. I said that that word fire reminded him of when somebody fired him up with a gun. And they made the person know this that you know that 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 that, that. <laughs> my friends are doctor they tell you that what it takes to treat a white man. Ah, uh, you ask all questions and you don't give them even when you know this one will help them most. But they are not so don't try because they are coming back to sue you. So you say, you say, you say, well, like, he said, you, you have to be very, very, because they understand the Lord there and everything has implication. It is true. Amen. Which judge will listen to you that you are fired? Whether they say fire or fire, you are fired. Even the judge will fire you, say, my friend, you are, get, get lost. What's over there, you know? Oh, wow. There are good sides to it. What are bad sides? There's this popular man of God that you all know. He was going to celebrate the 50th anniversary 
or being in ministry and was going to retire to hand over to someone else. I was going to be 78. Many of you know the person I'm talking about. And they said that 18 years before then, he said something suggestive to a lady. Maybe one, he wanted to even kiss her, but that the words were romantic. Nothing happened though. So I'm not justifying that. But why 18 years after? Because of that, from the ministry he started, it was, it was actually excommunicated and they appointed a new leader. Yes. I'm talking about one of the largest churches in America. And he went without benefit, without anything, 78. What he passed on 50 years, they retired him. No financial scandal, no sleeping with any woman. He only said something to one woman 18 years. The, when they bring up all those things, you saw the trial of our the, uh, then American president now. Not that he slept with the lady now. I mean, you saw it now. Uh, he said some things inappropriate. He joined Nigeria with evil terror. Will you shut up your mouth? But you see, it's good in a sense that everybody's accountable. But everything can be taken to the extreme. Yes, that's why they also now that you, you give your child a knock on the head and the child is coming for you. My friend who is a doctor there, because she's even a pediatrician, the son was joking because I said, Mommy shouts at home. And immediately they took the boy to the principal at the end business. And they sent a mail. She said her heart was like when she saw the mail. They summoned her. It was the elder sister that said that, ah, it's not true. Then the boy, when they got to myself, he laughed and said, I was just joking, man. <laughs> but they had called the mom that because she's even a pediatrician, take up that you should know better that you don't shout at kids. Ah, thank God for Niger. <laughs> You go and tell police that your father beat you. The police will give you the second beating. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, your, your, your father will come and meet you at the station. Right there at the station, my own dad will give you second round. Even before the police. Thank God for Nigeria. I don't believe people beating kids anyhow. But everything there must be balanced. You can go to extreme on any side. Any side. Yes, you know now in the Western world is the mother first, children next, and father last now. That's what they happened. So we don't have authority again. Hope you know. So all of you that are applying to relocate, you better know that you are ready to conform to all. Hope you understand all these things going on. Yes. You know. You are outside, you are, you are using side to tell your kids. Like it happened to my friend. Said she told the bolo, said, said in Yoruba. I felt no. Because in the morning, she was just misbehaving, touching everything and picking it. And the mother was smiling. Oh, how are you? <laughs> Today. <laughs> the day Pastor Green said this, so it was funny. The daughter, you know, they were young then. She was picking everything the more that she didn't need. And Pastor said, he, he pulled outside and said, If I deal with you, she, leave me. He shocked the man. And she was, she said, he left. He said, Some whites were already looking. I know CTV just left her, left her alone. They got to the car, she boned the father. Forced, she forced him to buy the toy and she was playing with the toy as if she didn't send the man. I know if you know Pastor Chris, it's very tough. <laughs> I said, don't even give back to this girl. She was just... <laughs> but I see, kids, they understand. When they enter the car, as soon as they pull to the streets of their house, she said, Daddy, I'm sorry. She, she, she understood very well. I was just, I don't know, it's too late. No, no. And it's as if children they usually know when they're in that kind of environment. And they will take advantage of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is someone blessed today? 
I see something mighty happening to you. I made an announcement for service. Next week, Sunday, by 5 p.m., it's a 45 minute meeting. I'll call it a kind of dinner, but I don't know how many will be, so there's no guarantee of four course meal. But I want to say to everybody, especially some of you that you are not a worker, you come around, you love the church. I won't go into this, but that would take me time. Oh, my word, stop. What's, how many minutes more? What's time now? Okay. I don't have more time to go into details. The summary of everything is that we're challenged by the Lord himself that we're wasting time too much. It just came like inspirations here and there and some, some words about messages. So we have decided. And we understand perfectly. When we're doing the 40 nights of prayer, we're praying every night, there were words the Lord said to us about the way it will lift and multiply and do great things. We were shocked to receive a word yesterday that is tied to Bessie Seed, a part of it. And there are scriptures to back that in the Bible. Remember the window when God told them to bring an offering? So we've been saving. We save here and there, little, little here and there. By the grace of God, if I mention the amount, so I'm able to look huge. But the reality of the properties we are seeing, they are all in billions. We decided why the words were coming yesterday. And there were over seven witnesses where we haven't seen anything. Not me only. About seven people were saying what the Lord told them. Some of them, some of the visions they saw. At the end of the day, it was yes, right there yesterday, we made the decision that we are going to invite about 300 members of the church who are liberal people, ready for us to sit down together, mention the amount, and in one day, that one sitting, put it together. I've seen this before. When grace available, step out in faith. You understand? I'll give you a story. Our boss, when we were in school, fellowship boss, broke down for over six months. And at that time, things were getting very expensive. Total eyes. That time, it was one of the finest on campus. They're very expensive. And it would take us so much. The monitor was to fix it. The fellowship did not even have it. And we're during the holiday that time. One of the services, one of the associate pastors, God, P.O. Luke, Pastor Lumide, is into inverter and solar panel. And I just came out and he said that as we're praying, he received the unction that all of us, it will be a defining moment for us. That God will have us fix the boss now and as we respond, something will happen to everybody. So even though this holiday time, we had one third of the fellowship around. People had gone, only the medical students and some other people were around. He said, but you know what? We are buying the engine tomorrow. And he called somebody. The transport said, said talk me, come. He said, go and sit down in chapel tomorrow by 10 a.m. All of us will be bringing what we have. And by 12, we'll be on our way to Lagos to get a new engine. Impossible buy a new bus. By 12.30 the following day. What we could not put together for nine months. We had our, we're on our way to Lagos by the following day. Everything intact. Yes. I will never forget. The Lord brought me back to my memory. I'm saying to everybody, now, from that day, members of the fellowship just moved to another level. If we're you and you understand VHL, the fellowship, a lot of fellowship did not like us. They felt we're flashy and we're too rich. But they don't understand our story. There must be a time. That scripture that God gave us in Jeremiah 30, 23. Out of the 19, sorry, proceed and the first, first, and we multiply them. 
they will not be few. I'll glorify that they shall not be small. Next one. Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. Their children shall be aforetime. Their condition shall be established before me. And we punish all that oppress them. Next verse. And their nobles shall be of themselves and their governor. Governor does not mean only state governor. It means that rulers. Men and brethren, God is not importing great people. Governors are mighty people into this church. God will raise them from our midst. And I'm talking about all of you here. Becoming captains of industries and things around. There must be a time that you refer to as the turning point of your life. It's going to be this Sunday. That's why it's a sacrifice. And it says that you will come to church in the morning and you are coming to church again in the evening. Let's get ready. Please, if you don't believe in it and you are not that type, don't worry. You are still a Christian and Jesus loves you. There's no cause of judgment against anybody who's not participating. No, please. You are fine and God loves you. But if you are with me and for our next conference in February, want to sit in my seat, let's get ready. During the week, apart from all the places, we are negotiating with about three. We started negotiation by faith. Because this one asking for six billion, five billion for a facility that is like triple of this size. Another one just opened up just about four minutes drive from here. If you have listened, I'll be mentioning location where you can go and find out yourself. The agent number are there. You can call them, tell you the price. And there's one that's closed, but it just came out again. And those ones are asking for $7 million or something like that. And it's owned by the, some white people and they are ready to go to their country. The advantage of that one is that it actually has a warehouse that is almost double of the size of this one on it. And then the land is about times three of this one. And it's the same rate with all the places we have seen. Yesterday, we just received a challenge that stop waiting. You know what? Our own five loaves and two fishes, we will do it. Anyone who believes in what I'm saying, now we will allow a lot of people are watching me online, and we are, we give a link that those who are abroad also can join that meeting. Just 45 minutes meeting, and we cast the vision for everybody. Tell you precisely the location, the amount needed, and we believe that immediately right there. Whether it's hundred billion, we will put it together. How will that happen? I don't know. It's a supernatural thing. All the law we ask each person to do is to do your own best. That's all. Not that we start sharing figure on people. We don't do that. We are not allowed to do that. But every man comes by faith. I just sense that the unction for the church is a spiritual place. Yes. Not logic. Okay, let's now wait for two years and save. And I believe that when the Lord says it's time, it's time. Why? Grace will cover whatever we are supposed to do. Is somebody ready? Yes, sir. So I'm asking everybody, as many as can be part of it, join us 5 p.m. I don't so that's why we are not doing it in the open so that I can talk more freely for about 15 minutes I will explain the project, the building the places we have seen and then maybe some of the lawyers can come and also oh, about three lawyers in church are involved in Odyssey we let you know and then right there by the power of the Holy Spirit whatever it is we'll go above it you know some people have never seen this kind of thing before they are wondering what about if it's 30 billion? When you say, God, I need 30 billion, and somebody say, Lord, I need 3,000, it will say to the two of them, receive. That will receive will produce 30 billion. Three, okay. I don't want to say 3,000 to you. Man, you love the 30 billion. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did you get what I just said now? So I'm inviting everybody. Let's rise.
Oh, glory to God. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.